Podcast where we do stuff with rankings and albums and shit. Uh, it's the Happy Hour Mini Sode, uh, where it is all happy and glorious and wonderful. And we just finished ranking all 14 albums uh, by the astute Wilfred Alfred Yankovicin. Uh, and it is a fantastically good time that we had doing so. Uh, the people doing it was, of course, me, Evan Soddy, the host, JC Shakota, the guest, uh, Nathan Stevens, the even newer guest, uh, all together, collected in this room. Uh, I also referred to Nathan as Bobby the Inquisitive Boy. Uh, hashtag Weird Al reference. Hashtag Weasel Stomping Day. So, guys, uh, we're here in the Happy Everybody. So, we, I mean, I, again, I can't believe that we did what we did in, order in terms of ranking and everything else like that. I, 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 normally, though, we usually start off the Happy Everybody show with asking what the worst Weird Al song is. I feel I don't know about doing that in this one, though. I feel like a better discussion would be, what is the best Weird Al music video? Our original or parody? No, 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 no. What's uh, the best video? What's the best Weird Al music video? Oh, I think uh, that video. is... Uh, well, same yeah, exactly. question. <laughs> uh, I, I think I have one. Okay, what do you got? Like a Surgeon. The For a music video, really? I love the Like a Surgeon video. Alright. Uh, hmm. I... I, I what, you, you no, no, no. Like I, I, you know, here's the thing. I asked the question without even really thinking about the answer that I would have for myself. So uh, there's that there. Nathan, what do you got? Uh, I'd say White and Nerdy or Amish Paradise, probably. Yeah. I, I think both of those just fit their songs really well and have a lot of really good visual gags. Yeah, the white, well. well, the White Nerdy so. is good, especially for the fucking uh, Donny Osmond cameo oh, on that, there, which is just yes. all-time epic classic. Look up... Uh, a Donny Osmond original take where he just fucking goes at it on YouTube. It is amazing. Uh, honestly, I would also have a little bit of a soft spot for uh, You Don't Love Me Anymore, uh, which was just that perfect parody of those kind of extreme and other Mr. Big era acoustic ballads that the hard grunge rockers did, you know, for this, uh, you know, trying to be all self-serious and black and white while all this other little shit goes on around them. That's up there. That's when I was me. a kid, Jurassic Park was one of my favorites. The claymation. Yeah, that's pretty good. Every time the T-Rex bites off Barney's head, I still laugh. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Barney. Oh, sweet, sweet Barney. Uh, also, fat. Yeah, fat. I mean, fat is fat's just an all-timer, though. Fat is truly... Especially the more you die... Because honestly, his Michael Jackson videos in general are just fantastic. Just so outrageous. I know, yeah. But fat, because here's the thing. We're, we're talking about Weird Al, and Weird Al, uh, in terms of albums and other things like that, is one thing. But Weird Al Live... That is an experience yes. in and of itself. Have you seen Weird Al Live, Nathan? I have. Oh, I okay. Have. And which which tour was it for? Uh, mandatory Fun. Okay. Oh, the Portland nice. Zoo before I moved up to Oregon. And it was just perfect. That's fantastic. Because listen, like he's been doing this shit for years. Go ahead, JC. Yeah. I, I, I too saw him just recently this past year. I saw him. He, he did a special uh, show, Al Takes the Bowl. That was yeah, at the Hollywood Bowl in LA. At Hollywood Bowl, yeah. Yeah, and uh, he had a he had an orchestra with him. That's fucking Ooh. amazing. Yeah, which I don't know if he's ever done that before. I don't believe so. To my but knowledge, but it was yeah. it was incredible. Amish Paradise with the strings was, yeah, excellent. 
Excellent. I imagine. That's fucking fantastic. It was a dream come true to finally uh, see him. I believe I saw him on the Running With Scissors tour. I could be wrong. That's a good one. Uh, but at the same time, that was also... Uh, I was you know young then, and I remember going and meeting him afterwards. I was in a Weird Al costume, though. Uh, and my mom, bless her heart, out of like a shoebox made like a you know fake accordion for me, which I thought was like the sweetest guy dude. Oh my thing, goodness! Hashtag mom life. Uh, but yeah, that was I that have was a weird the thing. story about that tour. Oh okay. Go. It doesn't really involve me. I have the T-shirt for that tour, but I didn't go to that to any of those shows. But my cousin did, and she is a huge Weird Al fan, and she's seen him multiple times. The weird thing is, on two separate occasions, he has come down from the stage sat on her lap and started singing to her <laughs> yeah that's kind of awesome i i think it's pretty awesome yeah yeah that's pretty i mean good. you know big fan anyways that's yeah. my story yeah big, real cool bro big yeah. fan of laps <laughs> like i love the laps uh, but, uh, yeah she got me a short for, shirt from that tour so of course she did that's wonderful that's great awesome that's great um yeah okay go ahead nathan you were gonna say something I I was just going to say I when I saw him on the mandatory fun tour it was perfect to see him at the Portland Zoo with yeah. only animals around and all that it was like oh this is absurd and what I'm seeing is absurd and it's all good and it's all fun it was great uh, not to brag or anything, but there was that one time I interviewed Weird Al back yeah. in uh, 2011. Oh, yeah. is, was... is, is there that one time you interviewed Weird Al, Evan? <laughs> I only t- well, listen. Here's the thing. Like you know, I've been you know interviews editor for Pop Anders for some time now, and every once in a while you get to interview your idols. And when the opportunity came up to re- interview Weird Al, fuck yeah, I'm gonna take it and interview Weird Al Yankovic. Why wouldn't I? Uh, and it was not really a comedy discussion, you know. Like I mean, again, he's a funny guy, but like he's not all that way in life, and he was just very honest about it. He was very kind of burned out he, he just put out the internet leaks ep which was just uh, out you know kind of this like couple different songs like five original songs and one parody of ti's whatever you like uh and he talked about how he's just kind of still unsure about format like he just kind of wasn't sure about like if he, and now it's to the point where after mandatory fun came out he's like i don't know if i'm ever really gonna do a fucking uh, album again i don't know uh you know he just kind of put that out there uh, because, like, he's just, like, done with it, and he wants to get his parodies out in a more consistent style. But here's the thing. In the modern day and era, people still love having an album. They still love having a tangible mm-hmm. thing or thing to judge or grade or whatever. Uh, it's just the way it is. Sure. And uh, But as such, uh, it's funny, though, because he said, like, listen, Mandatory Fun, for always, all intents and purposes, is going to be my last studio album and then of course it goes to number one for the first time ever which is a huge and emotional thing for him and that rollout the campaign was great yeah i was gonna say the marketing campaign behind that was yeah pretty pretty perfect yeah uh uhf the movie though uh, clearly a classic of I mean, all time. I mean, a masterpiece, Gandhi right? 2, for the record, <laughs> FYI. Spatula uh, City. Yeah, Spatula City, Spatula City. We have a new deal where if you get nine spatulas, you get the tenth for free. And nothing says I love you like the I, gift of a spatula. I just, like, I just like it when the kids are opening the Christmas presents and they, they both get spatulas. Wow! <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, I mean, that, that's, I mean, that movie altogether, like, it's not even a great, like, great movie but it's a great movie for that very same reason it's a, it's a pretty stupid movie but, i know, you know oh i love you, it wheel of fish come wheel on fish. once once the actual station takes off and they start developing original programming that's yeah. when it becomes just its own amazing thing. i was gonna ask from the times you guys have seen him because i've only seen him once live and it again it was on the mandatory fun tour but he had like 
breaks where he would change costumes and he would show like the fake interviews he's done oh, or yeah. like clips from the Weird Al show. Is that the same at some of the other? Yeah, he did that when I saw him this past year. Yeah, in fact, okay. there was actually a brief period of time when uh, he was showing clips from UHF and he got a cease and desist letter from the studio. Uh, talking oh, really? about, this is before the DVD re-release came out. Okay. Uh, where just like they were like, "Hey, you can't be using this copyrighted material," and he's like, "It's my fucking <laughs> yeah, movie." I'm the star. Uh, I don't know why <laughs> I you wrote would it. Do that. Uh, so, I, that's mine. Yeah, exactly. So he uh, he was actually, uh, but eventually they got it settled and he did the new intros for the DVD and everything. But uh, but the, here's the thing: if you guys stayed long enough, did he happen just out of curiosity at the very end of the show? Did he happen to do a scat of any sort? Yes, he did. Yeah, uh, yeah, that. he did. Was yeah, it, was it Yoda? No, like afterwards? Yeah, yeah the like chant, he does this the extended thing he does sometimes. He, him and the band, to the band, and the band. Yeah. Uh, we should mention his band. Yeah, Jim West and John Bermuda Schwartz and the other guy who I can't remember. Oh my God, uh, he's got it right here. Who's the? Yeah, it's like we're wasting time. In the eight pages of notes. Yeah, he's, I mean he's got Steve it. J. Steve J. I like Steve. And J. then Ruben. Uh, Ruben Valieres. Yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah, the, the occasional keyboardist. Yeah, and they and they've been and they've been together since the eighties. Like it has been the and, same. And band. a thing about them that most Weird Al fans know, but maybe not the average listener might not know, is they recreate all of the parody. From back and tracks from scratch. Yeah, it's not like they just license out the the original. Yeah, you know, version. instrumentals. I mean, they yeah, have they, to recreate that. Which is and so and there's some that are better than others. But uh, the other nice thing about that is that you could kind of implement and do your own things or add changes or whatever you need mm-hmm. to do to kind of make it happen. Uh, which is great. I think most most of them are pretty damn good. Oh yeah. Although my favorite story, the one of my favorite stories, uh, is again the whole uh, Lady Gaga controversy when he wanted to do a parody of Born This Way. Uh, and so then uh, he's just like, hey, can I, you know, he reached out to Lady Gaga and people hit. And this is at the time, again, Born This Way come out. She's mega, mega, mega successful, whatever. And he sends yeah. him a note saying, hey, uh, we want to do a parody of uh, Born This Way. Uh, you know, call it Perform This Way. Is that pretty cool? And they're like, we need to we need to see the song. And he's like, but you, I mean, you can imagine what the song is like. You can, <laughs> she made the song. So he sent the lyrics over. And then yeah. management says, no, we need to hear the song. So he's like, what the fuck? These people not know who Weird Al is? Right. And so then he went ahead and he's like, okay, went to the studio for like, he canceled, like cut a vacation short, went to the studio for two days with uh, John and they recreated that song from scratch and basically did the studio cut as it's known and sent it over. And they're like, nah, we're not going to allow that. And he was a little miffed by that, so he went ahead and put it out on his YouTube channel just with lyrics, you know, like just a lyric video, basically. Uh, And it got a huge response uh, to the point where it got millions and millions of views, and then all of a sudden uh, Lady Gaga's people, they see it again, and then they, uh, Lady Gaga finds out about this because she actually hadn't heard about any of this. It was just like her people. She's like, what the fuck are you doing? Give him permission to do the goddamn thing. Uh, So he did that as the lead single. He had a music video, and that music video was actually nominated at the Grammys that year for Best Short Form Music Video, which is kind of amazing, which I thought was really, really cool. Uh, Yeah. I I was just going to say, I'm not really that crazy about Perform This Way. All right, cool. Well, JC... Since we're going to be... There's this hate on Al. JC... uh, Yeah, that's what our happy... Listen, we brought him him up in the main cast. Now we're going to bring him down. We're going to break him like cheap, crazy bread. Uh, All right, so uh, JC... JC, again, with his fucking uh, doctoral thesis of notes here he had he had he had some hold up to the camera at the very least so you can see i'm not faking this shit can you actually at least hold up like just show him the thickness of the pages there that's just like all that he got all i have like my top 10 list of parodies and honorable mention jesus christ uh you know let's talk about that what's your what's your guys's favorite al uh original 
everything you, everything you know is wrong off of Bad Hair Day. Okay. Nathan, what did you say? Your hor- horoscope for today yeah. is my favorite original. Yeah. Yeah. Dare to be stupid. All right. <laughs> Great. Well, again, I, which I think is, uh, you know, Ska and They Might Be Giants and uh, Devo. Those are good good groups to go off of. Although that's the other thing I keep forgetting about. Uh, I just kind of love on the self-titled album, that first Polka Medley that he ever did, uh, how it opens with a, like, covering Jocko Homo by off of uh, Q, Are We, Are We Not Men, A, We Are Devo, uh, which is kind of an amazing thing. It's like... They save our lawn. We lost our tails. Evolving from these little snails. I say just all. It's winds and sails. We are not men. We are Devo. We are not men. We're Devo. How about favorite long form song? Like eight minutes plus. Because he has like one on at least every other album it feels like. I mean Albuquerque's the go-to. Yeah, I, I have to say Albuquerque. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I, I, the drive-through is really yeah. Traffic the drive-through is like because especially the more you're familiar with the source material and the more the fact that it just stands on its own. I never want any liver. Uh, I thought it was and like it's it's just glorious. It is it is the finding the comedy in the minutia and again, perfect cross correlation of what the original intent was versus the comic parody version. That's just me though. That's just me. And you know, weirdo. I hope he keeps doing it. He's now currently the uh, I believe he's currently the music director on uh, the uh, TV show version of Comedy Bang Bang. Uh, oh yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, which so he you know he's he's still doing good. He's still putting out books every now and then. He's doing the thing. You know, he's a good guy. He's a good egg. I hope he doesn't stop making music. I really, I really yeah. don't think. I think he's taking a break though, because I remember straight out of Linwood, between straight out of Linwood and Apocalypse, that was a what five year break. That was that was a long time. I believe that was I, the longest break he I, ever took. I have an interesting uh, question for oh. you guys. How will Weird Al Yankovic be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame within the next five years? I hope so. <laughs> so much oh that would make, make me so happy because <sighs> isn't it isn't it 25 years after your first record so yeah, he's already but he's, that's, already, that he's already on there right yeah, exactly so. I would like to think so uh, as, as, and as terrible as this to say I think you would have to die in order for that to be like push forward you, you really bit. don't think he'll he'll go until after he dies <sighs> Maybe before he dies, but I don't think it's going to be for the immediate well. Because, again, you know, rock critics by themselves are very much, you know, for the most part, straight white, you know, cisgender males. Uh, and it's been gradually diversifying over time, but a lot of the things they nominate tend to be very much of the same ilk. There's a reason why Chic, one of the great disco bands of all time, one of the great songwriting bands of all time, uh, has been nominated like nine fucking times and never made it, even after the year when... Uh, now Rogers got Now Rogers helped out with Daft Punk. Year. Right, exactly. Yeah. Daft Punk, uh, next episode of the Chartographers, FYI. Uh, mark your calendars, whatever whatever you have. Of course, you're streaming it just right now. It doesn't matter. You'll skip over. Skip over this part where I'm talking, <laughs> a.k.a. the entire uh, podcast as a concept. Uh, so uh, go ahead. No, what else were you going to say? What other questions did you have, JC? Just as Professor JC, um, the weird alchemist. I mean, you know. Uh, well, okay, how about, how about MTV? Yeah. What did you guys, do you guys think it would have happened without MTV? You know, uh. so there was, this, there was this very interesting thing that came out, uh, out there at the time, dude, because uh, he, coming out in 1983, this is right at the advent of MTV, uh, and I, those, he, because he was very much adept to the visual medium, especially because parody songs by themselves had that extra layer of comedy when you do beat it, when you do all these other things and kind of throw it on there, uh, I would say he would have had a career. I wouldn't say it would have been as popular or as prosperous as it was if it was not for the visual medium genuinely because his early videos were a staple of there because like you could show yeah. a michael jackson video i mean eat it was a hit because of the 
Because of the video. Yeah. Exactly. Which is because, Well, because also, especially at the time, like, most people viewed comedy records as just that comedy records. They're not necessarily something that would mingle with the populace or with the mainstream at all. That's not a thing. There's novelty records. There's fucking sure. Disco Duck and things like that. But the thing is, because he's directly commenting and parodying pop culture, that's a different thing. That is a different element altogether. And that's also part of the reason comedy records come and fucking go. There's one-offs and riffs and parodies all over the place. The fact that he... So here's the question. Especially when you think about the YouTube generation, I'm like, oh man, anyone can make a parody of anything. There's that one Bart whatever guy who does like terrible music video parodies of whatever terrible music videos coming out. Exactly. There's like all sorts of stuff that go on on there. Anyone can do like, oh, let's do a Star Wars parody of movies like Jagger. Oh, you know, like all this other shit like there. Uh, He, there's all these things that come out there. He always finds a way to remain relevant and appointed in a way. Like there's something about his comedy is for the most part generally very clean, you know, very pure in a way, but he's just not, he is always able to comment and able to transist things in its own different way. I guess that would be part of my argument as to why he should be a Rock and Roll Hall of Famer if you keep, if you take that thing seriously. Yeah, okay. Calm I mean, down there, Jen Warner. Uh, Go ahead, what? Yeah, he's a jerk-off. Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole nother conversation. You jerking off. <laughs> I, I, you know, sooner or later... <laughs> this is where it would this, go. This podcast took a surprisingly ironic I, I just twist. take bubble wrap and just, you know. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, white nerdy. Uh, <laughs> pop, pop. <laughs> but, um... Uh, I, mean, I don't need to talk about fetishes on a music podcast. That's not... Uh, by the way, we're that. transitioning over to Chartographers After Dark. Hello. <laughs> hey, everybody. I want to be hours. your lover, baby. I need somebody to love. That's one of my favorite These lines off that confessions. song, by the way. Yeah. Uh, I dressed up like Shirley Temple and spanked myself with a hockey stick. Hockey <laughs> stick. Uh, we could just go on all day. Listen, and again, I understand there are people that don't like uh, Weird Al because it is just like a one joke. It is just kind of like... It is the parody, and that's what it is. Like, the people who liked Amish Paradise or whatever and just kind of wrote it off. But, like, you know, there's a certain subset. Again, you're buying these albums and you're being exposed to all these other different genres and other things that you have there, the comedy being the underlying through line. That's a pretty incredible thing, like, genuinely. Yeah, and a lot of his songs, you know, they have... His best ones have layers. Mm-hmm. Exactly what you were saying about Bad Day or Hair Day earlier. It's, like, a smart comedy album. Yeah, and uh, that's the thing, like, as much as uh, jokey as it is, his albums have still done gold and platinum and everything else like that. And even then, uh, as he talks about, uh, uh, Polka Party was kind of a rush job. Uh, they're kind of, like, filling that up as quick as it is, and it kind of failed. And he still talks about it as his first album to not go gold, which, according to the VH1 behind the music, he's like, and then when that happened, I had to get the medium-sized jacuzzi. <laughs> because <laughs> cause legitimately, he didn't have a lot of things. His most famous things that ever happened in his relatively drama-free life, aside from the actual very tragic passing of his parents uh, was uh, his conflicts with people like with Coolio with Amish Paradise Coolio saying he never gave Al permission to do that parody which is go ahead speaking of which yeah now that Prince is gone uh huh will we see any of his Prince I don't think so. I, I doubt it. Remember? I think I really respect. Remember. Well, because and because mm-hmm. if there was an interview he did once where he interviewed he asked Prince I believe eighteen different times. <laughs> to do a parody of his songs and every time you turned him down you know it didn't matter if it was alphabet street it didn't matter if it was fucking you know when doves cry alphabet street's like a parody i I am aware of that but like all these different all these different things together he just didn't 
He just, did, you know, like, it's one of the princes too, too protective of his babies. Michael Jackson was like, yeah, no, sure, that'd be funny. Michael and Jackson let, let him use the sets. Yeah, and also, yeah. Mike, and also Michael Jackson put him in the Liberian Girl video, too, which is another thing uh, by itself. Liberian Girl. Uh, we just did the Michael Jackson podcast, so that shit's fresh <laughs> in my mind, and it is all terrible. It is all terrible. That's not uh, one of my favorites. It, it is fantastic, though. Um, yeah, Nathan, what what thoughts do you have to share? What questions do you have to ask the uh, the experts? I, I just think it's always interesting talking to other folks about when, how and when they got into Weird Al. Because like I was saying earlier in the main podcast, my introduction was three CDs that were given to me by my stepbrother. Uh-huh. Uh, and they were all 90 CDs, even though when I was introduced to him, it was probably 2001 or 2002 when I was like, I don't know, like six or seven, something along those lines. And like that was my introduction. And then I rediscovered him when White Nerdy blew up. And I'm just wondering for you guys, you, you said Bad Hair Day was the first record you ever, the CD you ever had, right? Yeah. That, was that, yeah. So like, what what was the process behind that? How did you get your hands on that and be like, yes, this is the first CD I will well, ever buy? Well, I used to spend summers in, at my grandparents' place in Omaha, Nebraska. And, I keep uh, forgetting your rapport once. <laughs> Continue. Anywho, <laughs> they had, for some reason, we didn't have comp... Our Cartoon Network, and, and I'm from Chicago. We didn't have Cartoon Network for yeah. some reason, but they had Cartoon Network there, and I saw an infomercial for Bad Hair Day, wow. where it was like you know they have like the the titles and like yellow script coming down the screen, yeah. and like while <laughs> he had while he had yet. and he had Amish like the Amish Paradise video was playing, and I was just like what what on earth is this, and I just had to have it, and then like for Christmas that year that was what I got. That's awesome. That's, and then it just that's how I was introduced to Weird Al. Yeah, and it like I changed mean, your worldview. Th- that whole winter was like w- was Bad Hair Day and like Super Mario sixty four. That's what I that's what I remember. Nice, but it, you know he was a huge part of my childhood. Yeah, and that's sort of why and it's I weird. love him to this day. Yeah, and, there, and I think there are some people that can be like they kind of oh I'm gonna grow out of Weird Al, but he's again as it, it, even he in interviews has talked about how he's very much like a cockroach. Like he goes away for a couple years, people forget about him, and then he comes back, and then people are like oh yeah that guy. Like that is he said that is exactly my career, and he is totally okay with that. Like he doesn't have. He's to had be... like three separate comebacks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But and the Four, thing is, it's I not his comebacks are only because he's gone away for a while. Like it's not because it's not for any other reason. Like because he will tour for the fucking years, and he makes a lot of good money off that. Like I'm not um, sure if he sells out everything, but he comes close to selling out like every goddamn thing that he does because sure he's does. fucking weird out. Why wouldn't you not see him in a concert? Now that you've seen him in concert once, you how can you well, not? It's just see him amazing again? how he just changes all the he does all the costumes he gets in the fat suit every single night uh-huh. yeah I mean, that's, that's how he closes the show yeah he yeah you know it's a true professional let's all remember uh, king of the hill when uh bobby the young boy he was really into weird al for a period it's like and he goes, that's the problem bobby weird al is dead and later on in the episode <laughs> uh what day i just feel like i'm gonna die alone and lonely like weird al yankovic <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that is that is a fantastic moment. Of course, Which of course I, didn't happen. I, I yeah. for, of course remember uh, his brief cameo in one of the Naked Gun movies too. When uh, did you did you ever see this one movie? It was oh my, what was it called? It was like a directed TV. It was like Safety Patrol. No. Okay, it's like this obscure, like kids movie, and I, I think the kid who played Alfalfa in The Little Rascals is in it, except he's older. And Weird Al okay. just like randomly shows up for one scene. He's like. 
hey, I'm Weird Al, and then he just, like, walks off. And... <laughs> well, let's not forget for a brief while, of course, there was the joy and brilliance that was the Weird Al show uh, when, he yeah. had a, when he had a show as well, which was a, a, a glorious, a glorious romp. Uh, it was, I remember he actually had Bare Naked Ladies on, and apparently the network was uh, not a fan of him having Bare Naked Ladies on or saying the phrase Bare Naked Ladies. So uh, they wanted him to say BNL, but that's one of the things that he pushed for was to get, like, I can I call them, you know, Bare Naked Ladies. And fun fact, for those music nerds out there one of the bands that he had on there was a group called radish who were this teenage rock punk whatever boy group at the time uh that were kidnapped or whatever fucking reason that was going on and radish the lead singer of which would later become uh, go on to become indie success ben queller uh he was he was the lead guy in there so there's some if for those that are looking for the ben queller weird al connection guess what i have a nugget for you out there that is uh that is a real thing uh, yeah, and again on on the phone call, Al TV was fun. Oh, Al TV was good. Again, every time he edits those, uh, you know, interviews, interviews together yeah. from existing interview footage, but inserts his own answers, and it's a trope that's been done and used before. The Eminem one is fantastic. Oh, it's by so the good. Way. Oh my god, the Avril Lavigne one is up there though. Just like, can you just say blathering nonsense for a little few minutes? I just, I don't know. <laughs> Thank you, Avril. I think my three favorite edits he he's done is there's the Prince interview where he like asks him about cheese for a while and Prince is just being coy and weird and Prince so it just works the Eminem one and then recently he did I think it was for Funny or Die or College Humor he did one that was him inserting himself into Whiplash um, oh yeah that's right where J.K. Simmons is like throwing chairs at him for not playing accordion well enough although I will <laughs> say I will say uh, when Funny or Die did the uh, weird the uh, Weird Al biopic uh, trailer parody starring Aaron Paul as Weird Al yes. Yankovic uh, Olivia Wilde as Madonna yeah I heard you gonna parody one of my songs <laughs> uh, oh you're so weird <laughs> Uh, that that was up that. there. Gary Cole playing his dad. Uh, Mary Streamberger playing his mom. Oh, that was funny. He, I, we knew he was weird. Uh, <laughs> yeah. is, he like pulls off the, the Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, or or, or, or when, he, when he has his weird alcohol problem. You're all a bunch of slaves. Uh, I just like that they threw like someone playing John Bermuda Schwartz in there. Yeah. The oh, but no, 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 but yeah. no, no, no. The best part about the whole thing was uh, Patton Oswalt playing Doctor Demento. Yeah, yeah. If you parody songs and change the words about food, uh, change the world. <laughs> That was that is I'm, arguably I'm rewatching that. I know right I love Patton this. Oswalt. That is one of my favorite things. Also, uh, Patton Oswalt, another person I've interviewed. Oh, name drop. Oh, Listen, God. I don't, I'm really gonna not gonna do that a lot. But I'm never gonna bring up a Patton Oswalt interview in any other podcast. I want to talk about that. It's your podcast. Hey, you <laughs> yeah. fuck. Who did? Who's the person you spoke to a while ago? He interviewed someone. Oh yeah, he interviewed Todd Rundgren. Uh, that was the thing what? that happened. Once upon a time. Yeah, I know. Wasn't that fun? It's cool, cool guy. Yeah. What was that? What was the last? What was the last one you interviewed, Nathan? I forget. Oh, I've been out. Uh, Max Richter, who the classical oh, composer. Oh yeah! yeah, that's right. Uh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. album "Sleep" makes me want to go to sleep. Uh, that's the yes. That is the joke. I'm, I'm, yes. I, I'm aware, but in a good way, in a good <laughs> sleepy way. Let's be real. Uh, all right. Closing thoughts. Any of the last things you want to say about Al? Trivia, facets, joy. Joy. Just joy. Famous. Just joy. Yeah. Just joy. Al rules. Al rules. Al rules. Al rules the complete owl for your life. He's a oh squeeze box. 
Oh yeah, Squeezebox. He's got his new uh, vinyl uh, box set coming out for yeah. up umpteen but, hundred dollars. But it has one, maybe perhaps one last album, medium rarities. Yeah. So I'm very curious about that in the future. Yeah, and and again, there's like he's done. There's a couple things that are just kind of thrown up by the wayside. The permanent Al box set from the mid '90s was kind of was going to be a fix for that because then it's got uh, head, uh, headline news, the uh, yeah. Crash Test Dummies parody. Mm-hmm. Once. There was this girl who Tanya Harding. Uh, you know, it, it, it's got these little one-offs here and there, which is great. But yeah, Spy Hard. Yeah. Also, uh, Jim West actually put out a solo album at one point. I remember that from like the early two thousands. Really? And Weird Al sang backing vocals on one of the songs. How about that? I always, oh, that's so cool. I know. I always wondered if he would ever like you know kind of like try and do like a serious sounding thing on kind of the offset, which he kind of does it on his albums either way. Like he understands comedy as comedy, you know. Yeah. And even again, there was that controversy. Uh, I mean, that was not really controversy, but uh, when his parents sadly passed away. Uh, he had he has one of the things where he was extremely heartbroken. He canceled two tour dates and then went back on tour immediately afterwards because for him he was having a hard time emotionally processing all of that. Uh, and for him going out on stage and making people laugh and that that was like you know therapeutic for him like sure. it was genuinely true. So and now he's fucking married and has a kid. And that's that's Al, Al found love that makes me happy. I know it actually does though. That's like you know because he was single for a long time. You know? They talked about that on the. On the behind the music. Yeah, right? they did exactly. Where it's just like he sings a lot about songs about food and TV. You know what that means. Ladies. And bad relationships. Exactly. <laughs> oh, but you know what? But you know what's enduring about Weird Al? His continued uh, friendship with Emo Phillips. That is still my. Uh... <laughs> I just sent you butter fingers. Uh, guys, I listen. Uh, I I love how there are some people listening to this podcast that might only have like a passing knowledge of Al, and just like literally they're at this point now in the podcast. They're like, what the fuck are they talking about? Uh, I love that idea. <laughs> there all we're saying is uhf is the key to unlocking a lot of these secrets uh, yeah that's a good litmus test yeah that's uh that's watch uhf listen to bad hair day yeah i think i think that's good and then you're pretty good but either way i listen i'm still proud of what we did and i here's the other thing to your point like we talked about this your point about him whether he would be in the rock and roll hall of fame i genuinely think his place in pop culture and pop music is genuine and severe and needed too like you know for because again like it's not that it needs that pop music gets a lot very self-serious a lot of times we you know like between friends we riff on it and joke and everything i think just for longevity alone yeah but like what he he, should be what he does is almost a service there and even though he you know is very nice the artist talks about his success is still meaningful because like clean actual genuine pop culture humor to this day continues to be an amazing incredible thing uh and the fact that he's able to do it and able to capture the public's attention the way that he has about it is fantastic i just like he's an institution but even again every generation there's people that are going to find out who he is and it just keeps getting better from there 36 37 years and counting i mean his album came out in nine debut album came out in 1983 the other thing i love is that he graduated college and he had a fucking architecture degree and he talked about how this is around the time when he was still a campus DJ and he was sending these songs over to uh, Dr. Demento and he was getting a lot of plays. And he, and he remember like he went up on stage during graduation and got handed the degree for architecture. He's just, and he just got handed and he just thought, I just got a degree that I'm never going to use uh, in my life, <laughs> which is exactly how it worked out. But yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. So yeah, Nathan, final thoughts, anything else? Any other thing you want to throw out there? I, I just, again, appreciate how much we got to 
do this just talk about al for like two hours it's great the only other thing i will say is that i did my research before i spoke to him uh, around apocalypse and he has a song that's taylor swift parody you belong with me he changed to tmz about celebrity culture and i looked up i did my due diligence i looked up weird al on tmz uh, and I found two mentions of him. One where he got into a very light fender bender with someone on L.A. and he was very courteous and even waved to fans. And another time when he was seen leaving a plane that Lisa Kudrow was on. It was a commercial Ooh. flight. Ooh. You, 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 know, you know it was a slow news day for TMZ? <laughs> Weird Al on a plane with Lisa Kudrow. Wow. <laughs> Wow, they're just they're just friends. I know they're just, <laughs> they're just friends. It's all good. Uh, well, all I can say, Al, if by every chance you're listening to it, you won't. It's fine. But still, I will say, yeah, I thank you for everything that you've done. Uh, we've been extremely appreciative and wonderful. We can't wait to see what's next. His legacy will live on forever and ever. One last point from JC Chakota. Yeah, that's okay. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll say. It. I actually made a film in college that I. I had a scene that I had to cut because I used Ryer the Kaiser in it. And I sent a letter to close personal friends of Al, which is what it says on his website to send uh-huh. it to. And, you know, it says he'll it says he'll get back to you after a long time. Never heard back from him. So, Al, if you do hear this, I'm just curious to, you know. If you ever got the letter. Listen, if you ever got the letter. Film he's been sitting on for some time asking for permission to use Ryer the Kaiser. Get in touch with the Chartographers at chartographers at gmail.com. Let us know. We will pass it along to J.C. Chakota. He will finally finish I'm his sure, I'm sure it's opus. just a Lady Gaga situation where this you, know, is, this you, is, you didn't even know about this it. This is so. your Chimes in the Wind or whatever the fuck that <laughs> final uh, Orson Welles movie is. We love you, Al. I know. We love you, Al. All right. Well, and that, you know, we know what else we love. We also love our listeners. And I want to thank you all for making it through this far. Uh, throw your comments on the Facebook. Uh, rate us on iTunes. Favorite us on Stitcher. Do whatever the fuck you do with all the other things. Uh, and thank you so much. Keep on listening. You know that we'll be. Have a good one. Goodbye. Woo! Yeah.